This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You are listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello and welcome back to On the Daily, a Rotoviz podcast, the Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, here on Rotoviz Radio, here on Twitch. I'm Anthony Miko. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. Uh, we will be joined shortly by co host Matt Lamarca of the Action Network. You can find him on Twitter. At Matt Lamarca, he's catching up on a couple NBA items before we get into the show. Uh, but we are, of course, da- joined here as always by future Father of the Year candidate, host of the Bogey Free DFS show, and uh, esteemed road of his colleague, bringing you the uh, DK buffet every single week. Is none other than Matt Jones. You can find on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Jonesy, what's shaking? What's up, man? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do this. <clears throat> yeah, you are just always fired up. I wanna, I'm so fired up, man. I want to find like your energy and I want to bottle it up and I want to sell it for like, I don't know. What's a lot of money? To, what's a lot of money for for uh, a performance enhancer? I feel like uh, I feel like the next big the next big wave. Like Adrian Peterson isn't taking HGH right now; he's taking Jonesy. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, the best compliment you could have given me. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> before we get into the show, I just want to remind you guys: you can get thirty percent discount to Rotovis Pass. Through the podcast homepage, rotaviz.com slash podcast. Uh, we're getting into, you know, the money making weeks here for fantasy. Uh, whether you're playing heavy best ball, whether you are playing, uh, you know, the set your lineup every week kinds of leagues, uh, aka the worst kinds of leagues. Um, Rotaviz can help you. Rotaviz can help you not even, not just make the playoffs, but to win the money. And that's really what it's all about. Uh, we've also launched on Patreon, uh, Rotaviz Live. Available to you every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Uh, just $5 to become a patron helps to support not just the Road of His Live program, but all of our shows. Uh, Road of His right now offers you 10 weekly podcasts, including this one, during the NFL season. So uh, sign up for Patreon and support all that we do. Now, of course, we have to go over our week 11 results before we get into week 12 and we'll start with the listener league where uh i mean again the usernames to me are just amazing uh hey girl 80 
wins the Listener League. Uh, he or she scored 186.04 DraftKings points. Really nice lineup. Had the Eli, Saquon, OBJ stack. Um, did not run it back with anybody on Tampa, but did roll out DJ Moore, who was really essential. And I'm going to be honest, like I did not. I was not on DJ Moore last week. He was like an elite tournament play. And like our listeners are obviously very sharp because he's 7.5% owned in the Listener League. Like pretty good. For a guy that I don't think was really on a lot of people's radar. Uh, also played Zeke. Uh, the Saquon-Zeke combo obviously was fantastic. Uh, had to punt in a couple spots. But you know, anytime you have the two best low-priced receiver plays, DJ Moore and Traquan Smith, both over 30 DraftKings points, uh, you're going to do pretty well. So uh, definitely pumped about that. And obviously have to give a shout-out to the Mans who finished second. 185.54 DraftKings points. Got sniped there at the end. Also played DJ Moore. Also had the Eli, Saquon, OBJ stack, but ran it back with Mike Evans, the GOAT, uh, as well as OJ Howard. So really good lineup by the Mans as well. Um, once again, Matt, we, we failed to cash. Uh, yeah. But we were close. Oh, wait, wait. Before we get there, first of all, Hey Girl 80 is Dylan. He's a bogey-free guy. So good on him. So you're bringing ring- they- ringers into the Listener League. I see you. Well, you know, that's that's one of my three fans, so <laughs> got to shout him out. And in fifth place, Papa Jones. So Hit four yeah. wheels as your dad? Yep. Wow. So your dad so, has cash in the Listener League more than, than you have. we have not. More than every, <laughs> more than, or what is he, tied with the three hosts? Yeah, LaMarca cashed last week. LaMarca got one and we got none. So, yeah. So, good on, uh, good on Papa Jay. Yeah, good for your dad playing DFS. That's awesome. Oh, he's a grinder, man. I'm still trying to get my dad to like accept that this is something that I do, let alone <laughs> like actively partake. Um, that's awesome. Well, yep. I mean, the the hits for you keep coming on Jonesy because you also won the three man this week. Uh, I have to be honest, like your your strategy is just like really really difficult as an opponent because you you you've pretty much admitted that you're playing like a GPP lineup every week and well like, wait this was my cash lineup this week was it really oh yeah. this is a, i mean this is a fire team dude you you probably you won every you cash every contest in this. yeah it was it was a smash week it was probably it was definitely my best week of the year um maybe one of my best weeks ever in dfs so yeah, yeah it was a, it was a good week i mean eli was was a ended up being a great play you played say you played baekwon uh david johnson <laughs> well i mean walk me through the mike evans play because that was the only one where i was like i had like that was the only one where the lineups locked and i was like oh we playing mike evans like i had no i had no idea so t- just walk me through that play yeah well i i wrote him up last week i said you know i put him on the cover of the uh the old buffet um so you know i had to stick with my brand i thought that he was a candidate for some touchdown, uh, like upwards regression. Um, I know Michael Dubner, uh, wrote the article, I think in May, maybe for Rotoviz about, um, like touchdown expectation in season. And I've been using that a lot to target guys that I think should have scored more than they have. And that was, uh, that's how I got there. I like it. I mean, you're obviously sharper than me because I didn't play him. I didn't even play him in tournaments and I felt really mad about it because you know he was in our uh he was in the shell that we made at the end of the show last week 
And uh, shout out the listeners, by the way, because I, I, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. But we did get that, that tweet from one of our listeners who played, uh, you know, not the exact lineup, obviously, that we went over, but, you know, a few of the key plays, Luck, Hilton, Evans, um, and won $1,000. So good on there you. you. Go. I mean, that's, you know, that makes me feel like we're at least doing something uh, somewhat positive. Yeah, that's a good tweet to get. Yeah, so hooray. Hooray, listeners, and uh, hooray us. Yeah. Um, I finished second. Marka, of course, finished third. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to lay it on thick until he gets here. A distant um, third. A distant third, and that brings the standings to me. Five and a half wins. You, Jonesy, four and a half wins. And Lamarca, a very lonely one win. Um, I mean, I, he's done, right? Like, I mean, there's not enough weeks left in the season, realistically, for him to... Uh, to catch up. I know that we still have, what, weeks 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah, we still have six weeks. So, if he wins out, he could win. But, uh, me thinks that is only yeah, it's not, yeah, so it's not going to happen. I'm just going to continue being first or third every week. I, I will be pissed if I finish in second any week for well, the rest listen, of the year. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but you get no credit for finishing second. So, you may this as well true. be third. If you're not first, you're last. Uh, yeah. So, let's uh, get into the slate. But before we talk about uh, like the main slate, we do have obviously the three-game Thanksgiving slate tomorrow, uh, Thursday, Thanksgiving. One of the best slates of the year, honestly. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, don't really think that it's reasonable for us to do a full Thanksgiving breakdown in this show, uh, just because the show will get very long and then people will stop listening if they even are listening to begin with. Um, but just give me like your top play, Jonesy. Like, doesn't have to be like the best overall point scorer, but just a guy that you think. We have to lock and load tomorrow in the Thanksgiving slate. Yeah, um, I I just started looking through and I just feel like there's there's a 0% chance that I can get away from playing Michael Thomas. Like, I know he's the most expensive wide receiver. Actually, I think the most expensive guy on the slate in general because Zeke's, yeah, Zeke's 8,600. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like why why screw around with it? Just play him. And then rotate some uh, some low owned uh, kind of random guys who always seem to score like you know it always feels like on Thanksgiving there's like a guy who scores two touchdowns that nobody saw coming and that's how you win anyway so you might as well lock in like the highest floor and ceiling at wide receiver sure and like you're gonna need the right combination of guys from that Saints game because it has like by far the highest total on the day. Um, so, like, you know, if you pick Thomas, and I think a lot of people are probably going to play, like, Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, you know, like, if you pick the right Saints, you're obviously going to do really well. Um, you know, for me, I love Tariq Cohen. Uh, he's in, like, the mid-fives, so he's not, like, super, super cheap. But I just think that with Chase Daniel expected to start, this is just a, a smash spot for Cohen. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, at least uh, with the data that we have at airyards.com, uh, Daniel has a A dot of 5.2. Uh, very low. And in the preseason, his last two preseason appearances, weeks two, week three, uh, where he's playing, you know, with obviously some better players than in like the Hall of Fame game, uh, targeting running backs at least 35% of the time. So a lot of check downs, a lot of short passes. Uh, so I think it sets up really well for Cohen. I actually really like Daniel in general. I think I'm going to play a bunch of them, a bunch of like Chase Daniel, Tariq Cohen stacks, because I think it's going to be very, very low owned. And I think that there's a lot of upside against the Lions defense that is uh, distinct. So 
That is where yeah, I'm and at. and Cohen Cohen needs like he could break off one catch for a seventy yard touchdown like he did against the Jets, and you're already looking at like pretty close to value. So why exactly, not? he's a beast. So and he lets you do Love you know him. some other stuff, which is good. All right, well let's get into Week Twelve. We're gonna start with quarterback position. We're still gonna get Lamarca's Thanksgiving pick when he gets here. I'm gonna barrage him immediately. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you look at quarterback this week on the main slate, just ten games. The three best offenses are off the board. We have the Saints on Thursday. We have uh, you know Rams and Chiefs needed a week off after scoring over 100 points on Monday. Um, so at 6K or above, we have Brady, Luck, Cam, Big Ben, and Jameis. Who's your favorite play of this group for cash? And what about tournaments? Um, yeah, I'm I'm having a hard time deciding between Luck and Cam, but I'm I'm thinking that that's where I'm gonna go. Um, I've I know we did like a whole cash uh, show in August, and I feel like the way that pricing has ended up shaking out this year, like you could pretty much just edit out the whole quarterback section because <laughs> I, just because I that's not how I feel at all anymore. Like right. playing sixty a sixty four hundred Andrew Luck who's going to throw it thirty five times and probably get you know another couple of touchdowns because when's the last time he didn't throw for multiple touchdowns week two. Week three, maybe. Um, well, he's had like three or more touchdowns in the last like five or six games. He's been like just yeah. pure fire. Yeah, I think it's I think it's week three. Yeah, I just pulled it up. It's week three. It was the last time that he only threw one touchdown, and he's thrown at least a touchdown in every game. Put that on top of the fact that he's throwing close to thirty times. Um, it seems like he's, uh, you know, he's sort of back. We were all concerned and. He hasn't really shown any signs of his shoulder really being an issue. Um, I would I would want to play Cam, but I honestly I I'm a little worried. And maybe you could, you could give me your thoughts about his rushing. Like the last couple of weeks, he's he's not he's just not running at all. I think he's had two rush attempts in each of the last two weeks. So do you think that's something that continues, or do you think that that's just sort of like an aberration and he'll get back to doing what he usually does? I mean, he has been a little banged up. Like, I feel like the shoulder hasn't yeah. affected him throwing the ball. He's actually thrown for two or more touchdowns uh, in every game this year. So, like, he's been, or I think, well, week one, actually, he didn't. But every week since then. So he's been throwing the ball great. Uh, but I, I would imagine that, like, any time, like, the second Cam gets dinged up a little, they just pull the reins back on him and right. just get the ball to McCaffrey and all that. So, like, I, I think that's what it is. I mean, we have no real way of knowing if he's healthy enough for them to let him run, right. I would imagine that like his health basically dictates his ceiling. And if you can get him low on this week because people see Seattle and they see the lack of the rushing, you know, he's probably a worthwhile play, but I think luck is probably the better option in cash. Like you were saying, yeah. um, I mean, my favorite guy is obviously Jameis because I just, I am a complete D gap player. Yeah. And I think that like, like the Tampa quarterbacks, are like a top three quarterback right now in fantasy. Like they throw for 400 yards every week. It feels like um, you have to deal with turnovers and you have to deal with, you know, in the case of the particular individuals, you have to deal with the risk of being benched. But I feel like since they just benched Fitzpatrick, they're not going to just bring back in Fitzpatrick in this game. You know, like I feel like they always cutter. We're talking about, no, you're right. But like, I feel like they're going (laughs) to give him a game to breathe. You know, they'll let him breathe it a little bit, like a fine wine. And, uh, I mean, this is a great matchup. 
the total in the game against San Francisco is 55. Uh, San Francisco's pass defense is very bad. So, like, I, I will probably play a lot of Jameis, and I am hoping that, you know, the people hate Jameis because they hate Tampa, which is fair. But uh, I'm all about the fantasy point upside. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely... I'm definitely with you. Like I like I like Jameis quite a bit for tournaments. I just I can't get my head around um, the possible benching for cash, and I feel like Luck has the same um, pretty similar projection, like median projection and ceiling. So I'm probably just gonna go with Luck. But definitely I definitely fair. agree. If you you know, and it's only four hundred dollars. Like if it was eight hundred dollars, maybe I would think a little bit more about it. Yeah, I mean, on FanDuel, the price discrepancies are usually a little bigger. On what? Uh, what is that? Oh, uh, Jones. Now, listen, I I, mean, <laughs> I get it because the golf product isn't nearly as good on FanDuel, but uh, you bite your tongue in terms of the football product. I like FanDuel. I like FanDuel no. football. Full um, PPR or GTFO. <laughs> You're just brainwashed. Um, <laughs> now, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> the boy... 4,700 last week. He ran for 117 yards, scored 19.7 DraftKings points without scoring a touchdown. Just a really good week. Uh, but he's 5,700 now. Are you considering him in any format against uh, the future LA, uh, you know, Las Vegas Raiders? I mean, I know that it makes sense. Obviously, the floor is there with that rushing. He only threw 19 times. I think that's a little bit concerning since he's a quarterback and typically you like your quarterbacks to throw passes as well um and then as far as like tournaments go like i get the upside but like who are you stacking him with nobody right so like that's yeah like so that's my biggest concern like if i was gonna play him it would be stacking him with sneed in a tournament um but i i'll probably just like bet the over on his rushing prop and just not roster him like i'll just i'll hedge my life that way yeah i'm definitely scoping the the rushing prop on him if it's like 60 something yards i'm like betting my life on the over not yeah. literally listeners don't don't hold me to that um but yeah like i mean he's first of all he carried the ball more than any quarterback ever has in his first career start i'm sure that like the game plan was as conservative as it'll ever be, but like that's what he's good at, and I think that the Ravens recognize that when they drafted him, they have the correct coaching staff for it, and uh, I would expect him to continue to utilize the legs. I mean, the fact that he did so well without scoring, to me, is the is the upside, right? Because like if he just throws like a a dump off to someone and they score, and he breaks a long run and he scores, like all of a sudden he's a thirty DraftKings points player, you know, right. and he doesn't even have to throw for two hundred yards to do it. So I. I really like Jackson as a tournament play. I think that he's priced out of cash for me just because I, I don't like, I don't want a guy that's kind of, that's basically one dimensional in cash yeah. at this price. Like I'll just pay the extra couple hundred bucks and get uh, Jameis. But I think Jackson's a great play. Yeah. Like it's 300 bucks. Like you, you can find just like drop down off of like a defense since it doesn't matter who we play on defense, you know, hashtag defense doesn't matter. <laughs> um, now below 6K, there's I mean there's a ton of options, Jones. I'm just gonna ask you point blank, like uh, outside of Jackson, who may be your favorite play. I don't know, but like who's your favorite play under 6K? I'm just I'm just a sucker for these goddamn Browns. Like I love it. I I just I'm I know I'm gonna lose more money this week than anything because I like Baker, I like Chubb, I like yeah. How much Landry, money have like you Joku. lost on David and Joku? Oh my God, so much money, <laughs> so much money. But 
I mean, Baker really looked like he sort of got some things figured out. Like last week, he um, he or not last week because they're on by, but you know, the last time he played, um, he wasn't sacked, which is the first time that's happened since he's been playing. It was his highest completion percentage by like well over fifteen percent. No interceptions, twenty yards on the ground. Um, like I just feel like if if he's turned a corner then this is probably the last time we see him at that price. He could easily like get up to $6,000 for next week. So um, he's a guy that I'm probably going to be heavily exposed to, especially because, like I said, I like all the skill players as well. So I'm just going to be a sucker and stack them all. And then in the road of his slack, we'll all be tilting David Njoku and Jarvis Landry for the, like I don't know, seventh week in a row. <laughs> yeah, one of my buddies was like, I, you know, we like go over plays every week and stuff like that. I like Jarvis Landry is just like always a guy I'm, I'm on. And he's like, you got to get off Jarvis Landry. Like he scores you eight points every week and it kills you. And I'm it's like, like Corey Davis. Yeah. Yeah. It's but the then Corey thing. Davis, you know, blew up. So maybe this right. is a good, it's a good spot for Jarvis. Talk about him and the receivers. But yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go a little more off the wall here because I think this is my favorite tournament quarterback on the slate. Uh, Nicky Two Sticks, Nick Mullins. There you go. That was that was my other guy. I just think like this is a smash spot. Like you, you always target Tampa, right? Uh, yep. The Bucks are eight and two against the over. Buck games are eight and two to the over. Ninety nine percent of the money is on the over in this game. I think it's down to ninety seven percent. Sorry, but it's uh, the totals rising. Uh, Tampa. It, I mean, both of these defenses stink, but Tampa is like maybe the nut low pass defense. And really susceptible to the deep ball as well, which is favorable, obviously, when you have Marquise Goodwin on your team. And they stink against tight ends. And George Kittle has, like, low-key been an elite tight end this year. So I just really like the spot overall for Mullins. He's only 5,400. I feel like nobody's going to play him because he's Nick Mullins. And his, like, personal ceiling hasn't been excessive. You know, like, he's only started two games. He hasn't had, like, a monster performance, although I think like his first start was really, really impressive. Yeah. Um, but I just think that there's like 300 yard, three touchdown upside here, and you get that in the mid fives, and you get the right guys to stack them with. Like it's gonna be a great play. So uh, we obviously like Jameis, but I would imagine Jameis is gonna be pretty popular. Yeah. Uh, and I think stacking Tampa is really hard. I'd much rather stack Mullins and just run it back with like you know, Mike Evans or Deshaun Jackson or whoever. So, yeah. And for, for what it's worth, um, the stat explorer on Rotoviz has Mullins with the second highest ceiling of any quarterback this week, not just on the main slate and the highest on the main slate. So really did not know that. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, now I'm all in obviously. <laughs> Listeners watch out. Nick Mullins in the listener league. It's happening. Uh, let's move on to running back. Uh, Baquan went off for 38.2 DraftKings points, his highest total since he faced the Eagles. And he faces the Eagles again this week, but he's now up to 9,100. Uh, meanwhile, Melvin Gordon has only gone below 20 DraftKings points all year. Uh, he's been pure fire over the last few weeks. Uh, and these are the only two running backs priced above 8K on the whole slate. Who's your preference here? Um... Yeah, I mean, I feel like I would rather just take Melvin. Um, Like, I get it, and I'll definitely have... I'll probably be a little bit overweight with Barkley as far as tournament exposure goes. 
Um, but if I'm just going to pick one of them, uh, like give me the running back at that's a what 13 point favorite right now. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. So certainly close over 10. Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah, just it's 13 right now. Um, so yeah, just, just give me that. And I know Saquon is game script proof and yada, 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 whatever, but I just, I'll take the $500 and spend it elsewhere because I think that their ceilings are, Actually, I think Gordon has a higher ceiling this week. Um, but I think their like medium projections are like exactly the same. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you. I mean, I think that the Arizona defense has been worse against the run than they have against the pass. Gordon has basically rendered Austin Eckler obsolete and Eckler's a little dinged up. Like it's possible that he sees even less snaps than usual, which would mean that, you know, Melvin basically is on the field every play. Um, Gordon popped up in Hermsmeyer's air yards model this week, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, so he's been like underproducing his receiving expectation, which I think is pretty crazy for a guy that like is actually producing as a receiver. Right. Um, so, I mean, if he improves on those numbers in terms of the DraftKings output on top of what he's doing as a runner, it's just over. So I, yeah, I mean, I think that Gordon has a higher ceiling. I think their floors are about equal. So, I will take the discount. I, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously considering trying to get both, but I think like this next tier has a couple guys that you can play that are obviously cheaper. Yep. So uh, speaking of that tier of players, um, you know, some fan favorites, some podcast favorites. We got uh, Christian McCaffrey, we got James Conner, Lamarcus boy, James White, and uh, David Johnson. Who's your favorite guy here for cash? And uh, what about for tournaments? Um, for cash, uh, again, I'm going to kind of, kind of split here, but I'm, I'm basically down Stop to Jones. I'm, I'm down to Connor or DJ. It's probably going to be DJ. Um, I don't know. Like Christian McCaffrey isn't really doing it for me right now. Um, and I'm a little bit concerned about James White. Like I, it appears that Gronk is going to be back. Right. So I don't know exactly how like the dynamic changes, but I think that White's like touchdown expectation goes down with Gronk around. So um, I think I'm just going to go all in on DJ. Like he, like since Leftwich took over, he's been the goat. Like yeah. he's what we thought he was. So I think that that's where I would prefer to go since you're making a decide on Wednesday night. Yeah, I mean, uh, DJ, 62% of all yards compiled by the Cardinals the last two weeks. Uh, just an absurd number. Um, That's I insane. Mean, part of that, obviously, is that the Arizona offense hasn't been that good, so the total yards is low. But, like, it's really clear. But, I mean, they weren't doing this early in the year with DJ, right, when McCoy was still there. Like, he's getting fed so much. Um, so, I definitely like DJ. I, I also, I mean, I like Connor, too. I, I know that you didn't mention Connor at all, so I feel like I got to put on for him. No, um, I said I was like, split between Connor and DJ. Yeah, I feel like at Denver, you got to ride the running back a little bit harder than you would otherwise. It's not really a great spot for Big Ben. Um, and, you know, the Denver run defense has been susceptible. I feel like they just gave up a pretty big game to Melvin Gordon. So, yeah. uh, Connor, very talented, obviously. It's a good spot for him. Uh, I think I like him the best because he has the best combination of game strip, rushing output, and receiving output. You know what I mean? Like, uh, McCaffrey, you always have to kind of worry about the touchdowns and the overall quality of the offense. Although I guess if we're saying that Cam isn't running, that's better for, for CMC, but 
it's hard to know like exactly what cam status is going to be uh and then dj it's like in cash it's hard to play a guy to me that's like a 13 point underdog it's not like something i like to do i'm not afraid to do it but it's not something i like to do Um, yeah and it's interesting too because since Leftwich has taken over, they they haven't been in a game script like that. Yeah. Um, well, they were so supposed it, to be against the Chiefs, and they just ran the ball and kept it close. Like that's probably right. what they'll do. If I had to guess. Right. But I mean, like they, you know, like they were competitive in that game. They didn't get like boat race or anything. So like, I feel like it will be interesting. Like say that, say the Chargers get out. Um, you know, like seventeen nothing in like 20 minutes into the game like i'm very curious to see like do they actually just pepper dj with like targets and get him out wide and do the stuff that they like kind of said they were going to do because his adat hasn't really gone up like they they've given him more um like more consistent work and in better situations but his his adat hasn't really like skyrocketed and he only saw three targets last week so. Yeah. Well, the competitive game flow for them, I, I would imagine they just decided to run it. But 12 targets total in the past two weeks. I mean, they were trailing it in, against KC when he got, when he had the, the, the nine target game or whatever right. it was. So yeah. I guess to your point that, you know, we're getting some good, some good floor there with the receiving volume. Yeah. Uh, Shady McCoy, Matt, went for 27.8 points before the bye, but he's still 4,200 this week. Is Shady an obvious value? Or a slate-breaking trap? I mean, he's both, right? Like, he's he's definitely a value. But, like, he's definitely... Like, something's going to go wrong. Like, you can't really... You don't really want to bet. You have to pick. You have to pick. No, like, he's both. He can be both. Like, he's definitely a value, but he's definitely going to disappoint you. <laughs> like, compared to his last game, sure, he's a value. But, like, that doesn't... That doesn't, like, really excite me. He was against... Like, uh, just an awful, awful organization. I wish Lamarca was here right now when, <laughs> when he went off last time we saw him, right? And do you, even if this game is competitive, like, do you see them like getting out like that on, on Jacksonville? Like, I don't know. I, I don't think that it's the same thing. He only had one target. Um, it looked like it, it looks like his targets are going down since the Patriots game. Like, it's just something that I'm not really that excited about. I'm playing him, and I don't. I don't know. No, if I'm going to play him. I'm just going to be pissed because I know he's going to screw me. Well, like, I don't I'm gonna know if he's him. going to be owned or not, to be honest, because I I think that like the Bills factor is real in terms of like perception, but like the game is probably going to be pretty close. Like the Bills are only three point dogs. They're at home. The Jags have just like completely fallen apart, and I feel like losing that Pittsburgh game might just completely end them. Yeah, uh, mentally. So, like, I really like Shady. I feel like you've been able to run a little bit this year on the Jags, really, the last two years. And they have, they just have nobody else. Like, I, I think that what we saw against the Jets is a sign of things to come. I think that Shady is pissed that he's still there and that they didn't trade him. And Buffalo is going to try to play nice and give him the ball just to be like, hey, man, like, you could be somewhere else, but at least we're going to make you a, you know, a workhorse. Yeah. So, I just feel like, have they even been, I mean, I guess. What was it? The the Titans game was a close game. They haven't really been in any close, any like super close games. I feel like it's been nah. like they've gotten they've gotten boat raced or they've like just blown uh, you know a couple people out. So yeah, so yeah. I guess I don't know. I'm 
I know I'm going to end up playing him in GPPs, but I, I'm not excited about it. All right. Well, are there any cash or tournament plays you're considering that we haven't talked about yet? Um, yeah, I think Nick Chubb deserves to be mentioned. Yeah, you um, Nick Chubb. I do. I do. I rounds. It's the worst. It's like, I don't know why I can't just like good offenses and teams, but I, I'm, I'm willing to bet on his volume. Um, last week he saw 23 opportunities. Um, and they only ran 53 plays. So that's something that if you're looking at like a percentage basis, it, you know, if they run 70 plays, you're looking at a, a crap ton of work for Nick Chubb. So I like Chubb quite a bit. Um, it looks to me, I don't know about practice today, but it looks like Drake has been a little limited. So you got to go Frank or revenge oh, game, right? Uh, you got to do it. Do you? 3,600? They're going to be down like 20 points at halftime. Mm, I don't know. I'm just saying. It's uh, it's very hard for him to disappoint. At he does 3, have like, I mean, listen, he does have like one or two games every year, I feel like, where he scores two touchdowns and we're like, freaking Frank Gore. Like, does this guy ever die? You know? How, like, how many, so, how many points would you have to give me for a uh, prop uh, against McCoy? To, oh, I mean. Like, I, Gore. What would you take? Uh, Gore plus five and a half. All right. Booked. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Booked. I look forward to the uh, second of three Frank Gore touchdowns at, <laughs> at 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I like the running back on the other side of that game. I really like Marlon Mack this week. Yeah. Uh, he's managed... Uh, over 70% of their running back, of their rushing touches when the game has been close, like if they've been down anywhere between like down three and up 10, over 70% of the carries have gone to Mac. It's really those other game scripts. Like last week, the game was over at halftime, basically. So they let like Jordan Wilkins run and Naheem Hines and stuff like that. Uh, but I think anytime a game's competitive, oh, look who decided to join us. <laughs> what I meant. There he is. <laughs> right now we're talking about Marlon Mack. Um, what a guy! But you know, you get a you get a running back as a big favorite. I think uh, I think that's always a, a good spot. And uh, Mac for me is like just never terribly owned, and he has the thirty point upside that we've seen. Like I feel like the Colts, like Andrew Luck, has said this that like he likes when Mac is there because he feels like when they're up, they can just keep feeding in the ball. So I'd like to see that. Uh, Lamarca, uh, you just missed the the hot uh, Frank Gore revenge game take by me so welcome I'm, i've heard that i mean Kenyon drake not not wearing a uh, a full contact jersey at practice so it's happening it's all the stars are aligning i talked about uh i talked about gore a couple weeks ago on the the repo podcast with uh, blair and hassan so it's uh it's all coming together listen it wouldn't be the nfl if frank gore didn't have one random like 100 yard games yep. in, in this season like we need it so <laughs> All right, Lamar, we're going to backtrack for a second because I promised the listeners a Thanksgiving take from you. Um, so, so give us a take. Give, a, <laughs> give, us, give, us, give us a guy. Give us Don't a guy that. that you're playing. Thanksgiving tomorrow. take. Uh, my take is that the Chicago offense is going to be just as good with Chase Daniel at quarterback. Ooh. Yes. Uh, I don't, know, I don't yes. know how hot that is, but I don't think Mitch Trubisky is that good. So I don't whoa, think whoa, you have whoa. to hold on. <laughs> I really don't think he's that good. Well, you know, I like, like he's, 
He's beaten up on some bums. He can make some plays with his legs. But as far as like his arm talent, he has not made good throws. I mean, he threw two boneheaded picks last week against the Vikings. So uh, I th- I think you can still confidently play whatever skill position guys for the Bears you would have confidence in. And I think you could play Chase Daniel. So yeah. nice. That was uh, my I'm, take too. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with Chicago. Uh, obviously, you want exposure to the Saints. I think that's a uh, a good take to have for Thanksgiving. I don't know. Do you guys agree with that? Or <laughs> Yeah, I had the blistering take of play Michael Thomas for Thanksgiving because okay. okay. I've done zero Thanksgiving research yet. So <laughs> That's great, Matt. Way to break the fourth wall on that. Everyone wants to know. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, actually, and again, we'll get, we'll get to the next position in a second, but like, I feel like if you stack Chase Daniel with someone, like, it gets Taylor you Gabriel. access. Yeah, it gets you access to a lot of these other guys because they're so cheap and like no other stack really is that cheap on the slate unless you want to play Colt McCoy and, uh, your Redskin receiver of choice. Which, uh, right, I don't. like, I pretty much want to jam in Kamara and Zeke in every lineup. Yep. So the way to do that is, you know, you play Chase Daniel, you play Theo Riddick maybe in your flex, and uh, then you maybe get a little Taylor Gabriel exposure, and then you can pay up literally everywhere else. Yep. Yeah, I, mean, I think something that is always worth discussing on these smaller slates is like, you just got to do what gives you access to the most studs. Absolutely. Give yeah. me the studs. All right, so Matt, you got here at a good time, actually, because we're about to change over to receiver. Uh, unless you have any scorching running back takes that you'd like to give us before we uh, move on, um, the floor is yours. Nah, I'm okay. Let's wait, let's keep the show rolling to wide receiver. Wait, wait. Uh, cool. I think we we should talk about the 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 Baltimore situation. No. Oh, uh, Gus Edwards. Are you a believer? Yeah. No, I have no idea. That's why I'm asking you guys. <laughs> Great, thanks, Matt. <laughs> I don't think um, anybody can say <laughs> definitively, right? Like. Nothing they just, would surprise me. They started by giving the carries to uh, Alex Collins, and he kind of stunk. So they were like, all right, let's see what this kid has, and he crushed it. So, like, in my season-long leagues, I just put in massive bids for him because, like, why not at this point in the year? If you still have the money, you got to use it eventually. Yeah. Uh, and I think that there certainly is a scenario where – he becomes the lead back in Baltimore because Alex Collins has been pretty uninspiring this year, but I don't know if I necessarily think that this is a great week for him. I'd be much more interested, obviously, if Lamar Jackson gets the start again. Yeah, well, they're huge favorites. So, I mean, if you get, if they do decide to just give it to one guy and you get that guy correct, he could be like a GPP winner. But it's just like when Lamar Jackson's playing, like, the running back that you play is the running back two in the offense because Lamar Jackson is RB1. Like, so we'll see. I am curious at, at like, just how that offense develops overall. Did you guys mention Peyton Barber yet? No, go ahead. You want to talk about Peyton Barber? I just think you want as many pieces of that Tampa Bay San Francisco game as possible. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm stacking Nikki two sticks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Jameis is like the guy, if you can stomach a little risk, because there's like a non-zero chance that he gets benched again, because that's what happens in Tampa Bay. But, like, I think that Tampa Bay offense is in a really nice spot. I mean, we just saw the Giants go off against San Francisco. Yes, like, Derek Carr beat them. So, or was that Arizona that they played last week? I'm extremely prepared, as you can tell as well. <laughs> well, you knew you wanted to talk about Peyton Barber, so that's good. 
<laughs> yeah. uh, I just think he's in a nice spot and he's super cheap. I mean, like, if you look at the amount of touches that he's been getting, he's pretty much back to dominating the backfield there. He had 18 for 106 yards and a touchdown last week against the Giants. He's still super cheap. He's 3,900 on DraftKings. Like, I think that if you need a cheap running back, he might be the best option on the slate. All right, cool. Um, I don't love his, his like, range of outcomes in general, but he did look really good last week. So, we'll see. The Giants, by the way, now that they've gotten rid of snacks, have just been getting crushed on the ground. So if you have there's a shocker, yeah. If you have any lean on the uh, Philly Eagle running back situation, if you're a Josh Adams fan, maybe this is maybe this is the week for you. I don't know. Uh, before we move on to receiver, have to of course challenge you to get into the listener league this week. Five dollars to enter. Forty man field. We filled uh, we filled pretty early last week actually. Um, so if we can fill early again, maybe we will hashtag make it bigger. Um, but you know we'll see. That comes that's up to you guys, the listeners. I really don't think you need any any incentive to come and take our money because it is just there for the taking. Uh, and the link to the contest can obviously be found on our Twitter pages. Uh, I will put it in the description box for this video on YouTube. So you really have no reason to not find the league and get in the league. Uh, you know, you can be the next Hey Girl, thir- hey girl 80 and win the list. Yeah. You can be the next Jones's dad in cash. Hey yeah. It's true. Now, wide receiver... Uh, honestly, I hate receiver this week. I think it's just a bag of garbage. Ooh, but there's scorching. two receivers priced above 8K, Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham. Uh, any interest in either? Who's your preferred play? Uh, we'll go with you, LaMarca, since she's got here. Oh, appreciate that. Um, I, 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 I'm avoiding Big Ben on the road. Uh, I, I was definitely scared of him last week in Jacksonville. On our other podcast, I picked Jacksonville and was feeling really confident about that game going into the fourth quarter. Still ultimately won the bet, but like Antonio Brown, if he doesn't catch that 80-yard touchdown last week, is a monster bust. Mm. Uh, and Odell, I just think, is a little bit safer of the two. He's got the better matchup. Um, the Eagles have been a train wreck defensively. So I will go with Odell of the two, but again, like I don't think you have to play either. Jonesy? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely Odell. I I fully agree with everything that Lamar could just said. Nice. First decision you've made all all show. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I uh yeah, I mean I don't think you have to play either of these guys. Like I'm obviously giving preference to the upper range of the salary scale running back. Um but I will go with the field here and, and take Odell to go. Uh, now, just the rest of the guys above 6K, um, you know, we have like a bit of a range here. You know, we have T.Y. Hilton, Josh Gordon. Um, towards the top end of that, we have Mike Evans, Juju, Keenan Allen. Who's uh, your favorite play, Jonesy, above 6K at receiver? Well, I can obviously only say one person just because of the uh, the lashing out that you're doing because you lost the three man this week. But um, <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely Keenan Allen for me. Um, I just I think the price is good there, and I feel like that like sort of group from say Ty to Mike Evans have like basically the same ceiling, give or take, and Allen's a little bit cheaper than Evans. 
Um, so I would say I'm prioritizing Allen for, for cash and Evans for tournaments. Lamarca? Yeah, I really like Keenan. Um, just everything Jonesy said and like, I'm all about the second half Keenan narrative. I don't get it. I don't understand it at all, but it's real. Okay. Like just play him. Uh, if you're not, I, I think you can definitely go a little bit cheaper and go with Tyler Boyd. He had 11 targets last week. I know AJ Green is expected to be back in the lineup, but we've seen Boyd have some big games with Green in, in there. Like it's not like his presence all of a sudden is going to relegate Tyler Boyd to being nobody. And he goes from one of the hardest matchups possible in Baltimore to now seeing Cleveland. Uh, I think that that's a nice matchup and this could be a, a nice spot to potentially buy back in on him. Yeah. I like all those calls for sure. Uh, just to lay it on a little thicker with Keenan Allen, uh, 28% target share this year, one of the highest in the league. Uh, and he plays over 50% of his snaps in the slot. So should be able to avoid Patrick Peterson for much of the game. I know that Peterson did play in the slot uh, a little bit last season uh, against like Stefan Diggs and a couple of other guys, but uh, hasn't really done that under this coaching staff. Only played 1% of snaps in the slot. So I think that, uh, you know, the Charger coaches are smart, uh, which I don't know. Maybe they are. I have no idea. Uh, They're not. <laughs> they will, uh, you know, raise that percentage of Keenan Allen slot snaps and, uh, you know, avoid PP entirely. And then he will obviously lay it up. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, the next range of guys, I mean, if, if you want to throw Boyd into that, we can. He's at 6K on the number. Uh, but Jarvis Landry, Manny Sanders, uh, a decent range here from like 5 to 6K. Uh, LaMarca, who is like, who's the your favorite play here? I mean, you mentioned Boyd already. Do you like Landry or Sanders more? Is there anybody else that you like more maybe? Yeah, Sanders I think is probably my favorite receiver of the week. He hasn't really... Uh, crushed since they traded Demarius Thomas away. But I think that this matchup against Pitch Pittsburgh should be okay. Their, their defense has been good this year, right? But it's mostly because they can generate pressure. It's not like they have lockdown guys in the back of that secondary. So if they can buy Keenum a little bit of time, I think Sanders should be able to have his way with their cornerbacks. And, and 5,500 is about as cheap as we've seen him recently so i think this is a nice opportunity to uh to get sanders in your lineup at 5500 jonesy what do you think about this like 5k range yeah i'm i'll definitely have uh some exposure to uh to sanders as well but this we already said it man like i'm just i can't get away from jarvis landry like i just can't do it um the the concerning part about that is like baker definitely had his best game uh, as a professional last week and Landry only saw five targets and didn't really do a heck of a lot. So I'm hoping that comes back up. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just going to keep buying the volume that Landry's been getting and hope that, uh, hope it, the production actually comes at some point, um, before I run out of money to buy Jackson diapers. <laughs> ideally. Love it. I want to give a quick shout out to, uh, Mumos in the chat. Says what's up. It's, you know. Appreciate, appreciate the listening. Um, but like for me in this area of salary, like I, you guys obviously mentioned Landry and Sanders. I think those guys are great. Um, I really like Marquise Goodwin in tournaments. Uh, the Bucks, that is, is going to shock you, but the Bucks are bottom three in DVOA. Uh, 
defending deep passes, according to Football Outsiders. So, um, and actually, uh, so is San Francisco. So, <laughs> I think we're going to see a decent amount of bombs thrown in this game. I really like Goodwin, and I really like Deshaun Jackson in tournaments as well. He's a little lower than 5K, it's 4,900. But, uh, Cheater. Jack, yeah, Jackson has the highest A dot in the league. Uh, so I feel like, you know, for guys with like a qualifying number of targets. So I feel like both of those guys are in good spots this week, uh, in GPPs. Uh, any plays? Yeah, you're going to get no argument. You're going to get no argument from me for anyone on Tampa Bay or San Francisco. The one, the one thing I will say is that Jackson is questionable. So I honestly might prefer it if he's out, then we can go get some Chris Godwin or some Adam Humphreys, maybe. Uh, but yeah, like just load that game up. Yep. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, we're, so we're on the same page there. Uh, anybody that you guys like that we haven't talked about can be cash or tournaments. I mean, I don't think that like the cheap range of receiver is particularly flush with plays, but certainly if there's someone that you want to mention, uh, Jonesy, we'll start with you. If there's anybody else that you want to talk about, you know, rip it up. Yeah, I mean, we we mentioned Willie Sneed as like the option to stack with Jackson if you're, uh, you know, if you feel so inclined to do that. Um, but at the same price, I like Cortland Sutton. Um, I just find it interesting. Like we, uh, as a community, decided that he was worth like being in one fourth of our lineups a few weeks ago, and then the following week he was, or two weeks later he was in three percent of lineups. Um, and he was basically seeing the same amount of targets like that we thought he was going to see. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, he was seeing four or five targets, and then he saw five targets and didn't do a heck of a lot with them. And he dropped 22 percentage points in the Millie Maker. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's kind of weird. I think he'll probably be lower owned, especially if people get on Sanders. Um, so, I think he makes for uh, an interesting tournament play this week. Well, Marco, what do you think? Yeah, I like that call a lot. I mean, I, I think Sutton is a, a talent. And if I like Sanders, I should like him too. So I do. Um, I'm also looking at this Miami, Indiana, Indianapolis game. Like, I don't think that's a, uh, an under the radar take. It's got the second highest total on the board, but I think Miami could have some interesting targets at wide receiver. Uh, Devontae Parker is questionable for that game. He's, he's dealing with a shoulder injury. If he's unable to go, I like Kenny Stills at just 3,900. Uh, this Colts offense is quite good. So I think Miami is going to have to throw the ball to keep pace with them. And I think Stills could return to that role that we saw from him early in the season with this team sort of banged up. You know, Amendola is also questionable at receiver. So, uh, there could be a nice opportunity for Stills to see a big, uh, market share for the Dolphins. And they're going to have Ryan Tannehill back which should help as well. So I think that targeting some of these Miami receivers maybe is uh, a nice way to attack some cheaper plays for GPPs. All right. I like it. Um, I think a lot of good takes in there, obviously. Uh, obviously have to shout, you know, Chris Godwin and these other Tampa Bay guys, Adam Humphreys, because uh, like Matt said, you want to get as much exposure to the game kind of as you can. So uh, if you choose the right Tampa guys, I think that's going to have a lot to do with how well you do in week 12. Uh, let's get over to tight end where uh, Zach Ertz laid a huge egg. I mean, really the first time all year that he's done that, especially on a slate where I think, you know, a lot of people were playing him in cash games. Uh, just three and a half DraftKings points. 
Uh, any chance that you're rolling him out this week in cash, he's still very reasonably priced at 6400 Uh We'll start with Lamarco. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, I have... I have no problem targeting Zach Ertz against the Giants. Uh, we know that the Giants are just absolutely abysmal against tight ends. Like, they haven't been able to cover a tight end, I feel like, in, I don't know, like half a decade. <laughs> Maybe since Lawrence Taylor retired. <laughs> um, yeah, and like you said, Ertz has really had one bad game all season. It just happened to be last week. So, I still feel very comfortable paying up for him. Uh, he's posted an average plus minus of 8.29 over his past 10 games. That includes last game. So uh, he is just uh, really fairly priced for a good matchup. I'd love to be able to get to him in cash games if I could. And obviously in tournaments, I, I want to have some exposure as well. Jones? Yeah, I agree. I think like that's the, the three target thing isn't going to happen again and uh, um hopefully people are annoyed by last week and we'll get away from him so yeah i will definitely play uh play a fair bit of him this week all right now uh i'm gonna pit you against your adopted son here jonesy because uh david Njoku is 3800 but uh just under him is cameron Bray 3600 uh no oj howard in this game he's on ir we already said that we want to get as much exposure to Tampa as possible. So if you're not paying up for Ertz, are you playing Njoku or Brait in cash games? Oh, why do I have to do this to me? Um, I am just going to keep... I, I just... I can't get off of the Njoku train now. Like, it's too late. Like, if <laughs> if he if he goes off when I'm not on him, I'll never forgive myself. Like, ever. He's so, your Lori Cooper. Yeah, literally. That's exactly that's exactly what I was just thinking. Like, I know exactly how CSU Ram feels right now because he is like I've played him every single week. I swear, I every single week I've played him, and I know the splits. I know it makes more sense probably to go to Brait. Um, but I don't know. Like, are their ceilings like that far apart? Like, do do we really think that there's just such a better expectation of points from Brait than like sort of the other guys around him, maybe everybody else like below him, but not not more than Njoku to me. So I'm going to play Njoku because I just got to stick with it. Well, Marco, what's your take here? You've been uh, championing the uh, Bucks game. Yeah, I, I still think I prefer Njoku, at least for cash games. Like the thing with Brait that we love is he has that double touchdown upside. Yeah. So maybe he's the guy for touch uh, for tournaments that you look at, but I think Njoku's got the safer target share of the two guys. Um, he hasn't really gotten a ton of looks recently, but he's been a pretty steady producer for most of the season. So uh, I would lean with him in cash games and probably Brait in tournaments. I'm going to take Brait the whole way just to uh, differentiate the, the responses here. Um, no, but I, I really like Brait. I mean, I, I think that he's like, he, regardless of what you're doing with Jameis, I think he is like the most cash worthy option in the on the slate, like at the skill positions. And I definitely want a little exposure. I don't love to do this in cash, like say, oh, like I want exposure to like X game because it's really about the pricing. But like he's very reasonably priced, I think, for a player in that game. And as a result, I uh, I would like to have him. any other options that you guys like for cash or tournaments. I mean, I think that those are probably the main cash plays that guys are going to play this week. Uh, so maybe let's just talk about your favorite tournament plays. Oh, excuse me. 
uh, great radio. Uh, <laughs> Mark, and we'll start with you. What tight ends are you playing in tournaments uh, outside of like Ertz and uh, the two cash guys we just mentioned? I mean, are we playing Gronk? I think nice. we have to play Gronk at 5,100. I am at least. Ugh, you're, you're a brave soul. It'll probably work, right? I mean, he's been out for so long. If he's healthy now, they'll probably use him. Right, and it's the Jets. The Jets suck. <laughs> no, but you're uh, Jamal Adams, dude. Tight ends are I, Jamal Adams. I, I know that they, that you like that take, but they gave up 41 points to the Bills. So, uh, but not you know, to Charles me- Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Uh, I think Gronk might be a touch better than Charles Clay. Uh, who knows, though, at this point? Like, he, maybe he isn't. I'm just expecting the Pats to kind of boat boat race the Jets in this game. And, like, I, maybe maybe I'm a fish, but 5,100 for Gronk, who, despite being maybe a bit limited athletically this season, like, he still probably has more touchdown upside than any tight end on the slate, right? Sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like if they get near the goal line, he still is going to be a big presence. So uh, I'm 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 buying into some Gronk at 5100. Yeah, Eric Ebron end rounds on the goal line, notwithstanding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, Jonesy, what do you think about Gronk and uh, anyone else that you're loving here for tournaments? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how you get really get away from Gronk. Like I fully agree that like touchdown wise and that's kind of what we're going for with tight ends because like i don't know if you pick like the top 20 tight ends probably like 14 to 16 every week are like hot garbage most of the time like you're just chasing tight ends so if he has the best chance at a tight ends you're chasing touchdowns with tight end and gronk has the highest expectation there so why not um obviously kittle makes sense too uh but I'll probably be pretty concentrated. It's probably like the top three guys and then Njoku and log off. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have a lot of George Kittle. Uh, 25% yeah. target share from Nick Mullins. Uh, Tampa Bay stinks against the tight ends. Again, huge surprise there. Uh, so I really like Kittle. I think the fact that he's only $200 cheaper than Ertz is going to keep a lot of people off of him because, you know, obviously you'd probably just rather go to Ertz. Right, because Ertz is better. <laughs> right. So, like, I'll just on brand is to play the worst play for me and uh, root for the variants, right? No, like, I, uh, but like I said, especially if I'm stacking Mullins a lot, I think that yeah. Kittle is no. like the most natural stacking option. Yeah. And the matchup is fantastic. So, yep. there's definitely, I'm, I'm joking when I say he's worse than Ertz. I mean, I'm not <laughs> joking, but like, there's obviously an outcome where, where George Kittle outscores Zach Ertz this week. So, yeah. I don't think it's a bad play. The fact that no. you're on Gronk, by the way, makes me so nervous because like, I'm usually on Gronk and you're usually the one telling me no. So, when you're on Gronk, I feel like now I, I have to be on Gronk. It's like, fi- <laughs> he's 5,100. Yeah, like, 5,100 is This just... is uncharted territory for Gronk. No, so, We'll see. I mean, like, maybe he is just done, but I, I don't know. I just have a hard time believing that. So he was more expensive during the preseason. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, that's an insane thing to think about. Like, 5,100 is absurd. All right. I mean, that's fair. Let's move over to defense. I I think the most popular play will likely be the Eagles. I mean, they're just 2,400. They're five and a half point favorites against uh, the Giants. The, the, Stunningly hot Giants. Um, you know, the, the Chargers will also probably be popular since they're huge favorites against Arizona. 
Uh, Jones, do you have any interest in either of those defenses in any format? No. I, I'm just I'm not playing the chalk on defense anymore. I've I, I I wrote the article and I know that like there are situations where you should, but I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm just going to go as low as I possibly can with high sack projections and you know plug my nose and close my eyes and hope for the best. So yeah, no, I'm not I'm not going to go for like the high owned defenses anymore. I'm All over right, it. Lamar, what about you? I'm playing San Francisco. Oh, nice. When I said you want everything in this in this game, I inc- I'm including the San Francisco defense because you know that you can get a couple of picks from the Jameis uh, Fitzpatrick combo, and maybe you score a touchdown. They're only twenty three hundred. I know that they have, you know, uh, one of the highest, if not the highest, opponent implied team total on the slate. But I just think that the the turnover expectation is so great with them. That at twenty three hundred, they're a nice play. All right, cool. Maybe it was a bad question then. I mean, I uh, I think that Philly is definitely. I I expect I expect Philly to be like the the most popular cash defense this week. Um, I am also giving a look at Oakland because they're min price, and I know that they're big dogs. But like a team like Baltimore isn't going to score like an outrageous number of points. Like the game probably goes pretty low, especially if and if Lamar Jackson's the quarterback. Uh, you know, there's big sack upside there. He has a pretty high sack rate, you know, dating back to the preseason. And I mean, the guy just isn't ready as a thrower. He threw like a, just a completely egregious interception last week. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like there's equity in playing defenses against Jackson right now. Uh, so at min price, you know, even if they lose the game by 15 points, I feel like you can get, you know, some sacks and potentially a turnover. Uh, so. Min price for Oakland. Uh, any other defenses you guys want to talk about? No. Love it. It's like roulette for me. Like no, I just, of course. Of course. Whatever. I'm over <laughs> it. <laughs> like the defense thing, like I've I've spent so much time trying to figure out and then like inevitably I missed the touchdown and like, you know, my day's ruined. So last week I just literally played like anyone under 2400 and just rotated them through and it was my best week ever. So I'm just going to keep doing that. <laughs> It's so I funny think, though because like I like no matter how good my teams are doing until like that first defensive touchdown is scored on the slate I'm just like waiting because I know that that's oh, like yeah. a slate breaker. Yeah, that's it. That's it. God forbid somebody get two touchdowns on defense then it's all over. <laughs> uh I think if you want to sort of go with the Jonesy theory and uh I I'm not saying that that's a bad idea. I kind of like that idea actually. Denver at 2300 could be interesting. You know, I've already mentioned that I'm kind of a little bit scared of Pittsburgh in this spot. Uh, Roethlisberger has been known to turn the ball over. You know, he brought Jalen Bam- Ramsey back to life last week. Sure Amico's did. favorite whipping boy. So if no, they not can, anymore. uh, not anymore. He's back in the good graces. He had two, pa- he had All more right. catches than AB until like the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think that they might be able to get a little frisky. I like obviously getting defenses at home. So that's kind of an interesting one if you want to maybe go a little contrarian. I, I know that this is like a, a derailment, but I just I want to explain this like theory a little bit further. Like I think you need to do this, what I'm talking about, like really just dart throw with defense when you have like a legitimately like concentrated core. Like I think it's 
you're if you're just like throwing darts at every position, obviously that's never going to work. So like if you can sort of lock button a running back and at least one wide receiver and sort of build around that core, then I think it makes sense to chase a defensive touchdown. I just want that like somewhere in the ether. So people don't think I'm literally just like not thinking about this at all. No, I mean, it, it, it I don't want to make light of it. Like I'm, there is an edge to be had in defense selection, but I think the edge is more about playing the ownership levels than anything else. Because like you said, it comes down to flukiness. Like who's going to get the pick that turns into the touchdown? Who's going to get a special team score? Who's going to get a scoop strip sack fumble return? Like you need a score. Like that's the bottom line. And predicting a score on defense is virtually impossible. So I just look for teams that I think can have a good chance at getting turnovers and just hope that one of them leads to six, you know? Yeah. Like it's hard enough to predict like offensive touchdowns, like let alone defensive touchdowns. Yeah. By the way, like they may as well just take the special teams portion away from DSD. Like there's just been no return touchdowns. Like every kickoff goes into the end zone. Every punt is like out of bounds or it's a fair catch. Like the special teams is dead. That's pretty much not my NFL. (laughs) <laughs> all right well let's build a millie team um again if you're new to the show like we're just gonna throw together a team we'll leave a couple of spots open just give you guys a good idea of what lineup construction looks like this week and uh hopefully give you a shot to cash like you know last week uh, a guy hit for a thousand dollars off this segment so i feel uh i think we've already kept we've already peaked um <laughs> yeah now we're so adding me so that now. can't go well <laughs> <laughs> well lamarca you you completely missed the segment last week so we'll let you pick first all right i'm gonna go way off the board with my first pick Great. and uh i'm gonna put in melvin gordon <laughs> ballsy let's see if it pays off uh i think you know when you look at the running back pool this week you know there's no uh todd Gurley, so you just want to lock in Melvin. He's basically been Todd Gurley light, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. In terms of his role in the running game and in the passing game, uh, the Chargers should be able to score some points in this contest, and he's been a beast in the red zone. So I think Melvin is your you know stud to pay up for in cash games for sure this week. All right, nice. Jonesy, you're up. <sighs> oh, man. Um, I guess like I feel pretty strongly about Sutton, so let's throw him in there for a for a cheaper receiver. Oh, nice! Yeah, get us a little, uh, get us a cheap guy out of the way early. I gotta find him. He's cheap this week, huh? Jeez. Yeah, forty four hundred. Jeez, good for him. He was pretty good last <laughs> week. Uh, I mean, I am obviously gonna throw Nick Mullen. Yep. Oh no. Yeah, I was gonna say that, but I knew you were going to, so I was like, let me. Let me not be on the record as saying that. <laughs> I guess we don't want to win anybody a thousand dollars this week. No, nah, because yeah, we want to win him a million. Nick Mullins. Is- <laughs> Nick Mullins is a smash. I was I was saying before it's, the the ceiling is through the roof on the uh, Stat Explorer from Rotovis. We're we're lit here. Okay, what are we stacking him with though? Well, I don't know. Part of that's going to be up to Lamarca. He's up. He doesn't have to pick a stacking partner though. We have a lot of space in there. Yeah, I feel like we've got a decent bit of salary, right? Like fifty two hundred left the spot, 52 and we haven't hit the player. defense yet. So you figure defense is oh, pretty low. We could do whatever we want. All right, <laughs> tight end Rob Gronkowski. All right, there we go. And that's that's below our average remaining. So it just went up again. Yeah, it just went up again. <laughs> Jonesy, 
Um, yeah, I mean, if the if the tight end spot is occupied, then I guess we got to go Goodwin, right, for the stack. Oh, I like it. Really like it. <sighs> I'm probably gonna have to put this team in. Like, yeah, I was, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> um, oh man, so tough. What do we have? One, two spots left. Yeah, that we're gonna fill out. Uh, so many options. We can't go back to Baquan. <laughs> How about Mike Evans? Yeah, I was thinking that. I think Evans is is probably the correct the correct play. We're going right back to the Evans well. Run it back. Yeah, well, I, I like, always like that stack. You know the the opposing wide receiver correlation. If you're going to stack a game, so. Yeah. All right, well, we have one more pick that we're going to make. We have a running back, a flex, and a DST left. 4,400 per spot remaining. Uh, LaMarca, you have the honors of making our final selection. All right. Uh, I'm going to stick with that game. I'm going to stick with the San Francisco stack, and I'm going to throw in Matt Breida. Ooh, nice. Yeah, we didn't even talk about him before, but, uh, you know, Breida obviously has seen uh, a bunch of work. In, you know, both phases of the game, the guy just like is always on the field and, uh, he's like a spark monster and Tampa stinks. So but we mentioned last week on the show with, with Barkley, like the Tampa Bay defense giving up a hundred yards every week without all their linebackers. And, uh, you know, all those guys pretty much are still hurt. We'll see if Levante David plays this week, but, uh, the other two guys have significantly impacted the quality of the defense. So, uh, the lineup right now, we got Nick Mullins. Melvin Gordon, Matt Breida, Cortland Sutton, Marquise Goodwin, Mike Evans, and Gronk. Uh, you have your flex spot open and your defense spot open with uh, $7,500 of total salary left. So if you play, you know, uh, a 3K defense, let's say, you still end up with, you know, 4500 in the flex spot. So very, very manageable. And uh, again, you know, this gives you guys an idea what lineup construction looks like. I think this is a pretty fun exercise, and hopefully we keep doing pretty well. Uh, anything that you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? I think that's it. Are we uh, excited for Thanksgiving? What are the what are the plans this week? This week? Yeah, going to the parents first uh, first Thanksgiving with the uh, with the little guy. So yeah, we're uh, we're pumped over here. I have officially retired from Thanksgiving Day football. <laughs> um, I'm letting all my friends down. I know it. I don't care. My, my body hurts too much these days. Do you uh, mean like physically? Like, not like watching football. Like no, we no, no. physically play football yeah, Thursday no, mornings. That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't know why. Well, it like, was it was fun when we were in our early twenties, you know, right, run around right, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. We don't play tackle; we play flag. But it still, sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, like my body. Like I, I literally like hurt around walking in Las Vegas. So I'm not playing football. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a three day recovery period at this point at minimum. Oh, easily. Cold tub. Uh, yeah, exactly. I feel like Kobe in his last season, the amount of preparation <laughs> I would have to put into my body to get up to play that game. Stim machine. Go yeah. To, like, go I'd to have to fly spa. to Germany right now. Go on an inversion <laughs> table, you know, the whole bit. <laughs> so I'm retired. I'm just going to enjoy some, some professional football. Uh, and then eat all the stuffing. Oh, yeah. Hashtag stuffing for Thanksgiving. Like, if somebody posts one of those DraftKings lineups for Thanksgiving with all the foods, like, you just, you fade the turkey and you lock button the stuffing. That's yeah. the only play. Easy game. Fair. 
And, uh, and shout out to DraftKings, by the way, for giving us just like unprecedented amounts of degeneracy. We have a full three game slate and we have three separate showdown slates for tomorrow. So, yeah. oh, baby, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And then just take the over on the Terry Cohen pass receptions. Just, I oh, yeah, I gotta, fi- I gotta find that prop. It's at three and a half right now. Oh, on over. My so. over. So I'm, I'm booking that right now. <laughs> We're smashing that. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of On The Daily. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Uh, Get in the Listener League. And if you're on Twitch, hit the follow button so you see when we go live again next week. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. For the two mats, which uh, sounds like a weird indie cover band, I'm Anthony (laughs) Amico. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to On The Daily, the Rotoviz Daily fantasy sports podcast powered by Rotoviz Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at OnTheDailyDFS. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.